0: hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the business of animation podcast the podcast that is dedicated to helping budding animation entrepreneurs create financially sustainable businesses while also maintaining personally fulfilling creative careers (laughs) i almost forgot my intro my name is cablo i am your host welcome to a new year and this is episode five new year everybody and welcome to 2021 obviously it's already been a month of the new year and i don't know about you guys but for me it took a while for it to feel like a new year just because you know the pandemic is still going on and um you know there's tragedy and sadness going on even though we're uh wanting to start afresh and obviously it's always good to um acknowledge the pain but still have hope for the future so that's why we continue on with the podcast even if the pandemic is still carrying on because why because can't stop won't stop so um for today's episode i actually wanted to talk about something that um is uh more on the practical business side of things and um It's really to answer a question that kept coming up as we were developing our short film, Three Teaspoons of Sugar, here at Cabelo Studios. And it's really to answer the question, can a short film make money? And um, the short answer is yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to end the podcast there. But the short answer really is, yes, a short film can make money. And um, the tricky part is then how does it make money? And um, is it worthwhile? And how do you get yourself to a place where you found an audience that's willing to pay for your your film? Because your film at the end of the day is a product that needs um, to be seen and um if you've made it for the purposes of earning some kind of profit from it then it uh, needs to be a film that makes money so without further ado i'm just going to jump into my notes for today's episode So I actually split my thoughts into two categories when I was thinking about how does a short film actually make money and I split it into direct ways in which the short film actually makes money and indirect ways that a short film makes money and I suppose how we could define it is the direct ways is somebody is practically either paying for the film to get made or buying... um, Uh, (laughs) they're either paying for the film to get made or they are buying um, the right to watch the film and uh, or to show the film and then the indirect ways is more like the money that you get that isn't an exact like direct purchase of the film but it is in some way linked back to the film and that's why it's more indirect so i'm just gonna take you through my points and then i guess i'll break them down so one of the ways that our short film was able to make money was firstly through the actual financing of the film so three teaspoons of sugar received um grant financing and um, for the actual production of the short film, as well as um, marketing and distribution financing. So, if you've seen the short film, and by the way, it is on Vimeo on demand, where you can rent it or or buy it to stream forever, or you can watch it on Quelli TV. Um, that's where you can you can get a subscription on Quelli TV, and then you can watch it. So, if you watch three teaspoons of sugar in the end credits, we've got the names of the the organizations that sponsored the film and they've got different categories according to the level of sponsorship that they gave so one of the sponsors for the film a South African government body called the Gauteng Film Commission and they gave us funding for the production of the film which means the salaries of all the animators working on the film were paid through the funding any kind of software or hardware that we needed to buy any sort of um, subscription fee licensing fees that we needed to get, any kind of copyright that we needed to handle because of music, music licensing, all of that, that was paid for with the production funding. And then the other funding that we got was actually to market the film. So to actually host the premiere of the film, to actually advertise, to enter the film into festivals where the festivals require... um, entrance like they have entrance fees so that kind of thing as well also counts as marketing so that's more on production fees so that's where your short film can make money where um you get uh, money for actually making the film and other kinds of production fees that you can have is like what I said grant funding where it's money that you get that's essentially free money you don't have to pay it back Um, sponsorships and endorsements so um, a company could or a non-profit organization could then sponsor your film and either sponsor like for example with three teaspoons of sugar we had a sponsorship from tv paint where they sponsored some of the software for the film in giving us discounted prices so they didn't actually give us money per se but they sponsored in that way so that's another way that you have sponsoring there are people who take out loans to make their films in South Africa we have a bank called the Department of Trade and Industry, the DTI, they regularly give out loans for the creative industry. And then obviously you do get investors who are producers. So people who would give you money and will then want some kind of return on that money that they give you with three teaspoons of sugar. We didn't have loans or investors. We had grant funding and we had our own personal savings that we used to um, get the funding of the, the film. Just a note here, um, I personally don't really like the concept of borrowing money. And that's, I guess, also because I'm, uh, from a Christian point of view, I'm just I'm not trying to owe nobody nothing. Um, so if I can get money where I don't have to pay it back or if I can save up because of the client work that we do or whatever other cash that we have earned, I would rather take that route because i just don't want to owe anybody anything ever in my life (laughs) just as a side note so another direct way that a short film can make money is through licensing fees so somebody will approach you or you've approached them or however you've met and they will say we want to screen your film for this amount of time in these specific areas and um, how much would that cost us and so then we would then give those people the right to show the film in those particular places for that particular time for a specific fee and how we've done that with three teaspoons of sugar is we've sold non-exclusive licenses um to a pharmaceutical company a multinational pharmaceutical company we've sold a non-exclusive license to a university and um what those people then have done they pay a lump sum for the time that they will then um a spend screening three teaspoons of sugar and for each of those ones it was non-exclusive which means we could sell them a license and say okay you guys can have three teaspoons of sugar for one year and you can screen it in these places within South Africa but then we're also going to sell the license to somebody else who also wants to screen it in South Africa so that's what it would mean to be non exclusive an exclusive license would be more like um if you if somebody asks to uh, have a license for a specific region and then be the only ones who have the right to distribute the film in that specific region of the world and in that specific period of time around the world so you get exclusive and non-exclusive licenses and you can license something out to somebody for a year for three months for um more than a year seven years i there was a contract as well where, where we were talking to someone they were talking about how they have like seven year licensing fees so um licensing contracts. So that's also something that exists within the film film world. Um, another thing that we've done to have uh, to distribute our film and actually earn some income from it is um, screening fees. So maybe a festival will approach us and say, hi, we want to show your film at this festival over this period of time. Um, this is how much we pay filmmakers to show their film at the festival and so then we agree or we don't agree or we negotiate whatever it might be and then they pay you a screening fee for the duration of the festival which means for that time let's say the festival is a festival that's held in I don't know Scotland and it's for three days and it's online but you can only access it if you're in Scotland, like if your IP address is in Scotland, then we earn income from that screening and maybe their festivals three days or something. Then we earn Um, Income from that screening. So that is a screening fee for for three teaspoons of sugar. And we've actually had that happen last year towards the end of the year. We were part of a festival that was online, but it was like locked to that specific country. And then they then gave us a screening fee um, for having shown our film in their festival, which was actually a really pleasant surprise. Another way that um, a short film can earn money directly is if you actually sell... Um, the film directly to your audience so we've done this in two ways we sold tickets to the premiere of our short film in 2019 when human beings were still allowed to gather together (laughs) Um, we sold tickets and um, friends family colleagues um, fans because they were actually like Genuinely people who i'd never met before in real life who were like no i saw you online and so then i bought a ticket and all that was quite a um surprising heartwarming thing that like genuine strangers who i do not know in real life have come to see my film this is amazing so we sold tickets and um i think sometimes as I guess independent filmmakers or as people who are kind of going at this alone, you forget that you can do that. Like you can directly sell tickets to people who care about what you're making. And even in this year, in these, the, in the year of 2020 and I foresee 2021 kind of being the same in this year, there obviously are a lot of virtual events happening. And I still think that there is room there to figure out how best to sell, um, uh, your short film in the form of a virtual event you know so that was one way that we sold that we earned money directly we sold tickets and we had like 150 people attend the premiere so that was very exciting and we had a and a there and um we also had nurses on site who were testing the sugar levels of the people who were attending and then giving them some information about diabetes and all of that because our short film was about diabetes. So it was like very interactive. We also had food and we had a QA. It was um it was really nice. So I would love to do something like that again. Another way that we're directly selling the film to our audience is by putting it online. So, the film is on, I've mentioned it before, it's on Vimeo on demand where you can buy uh, the film to stream forever or you can rent it. So, that's one of the ways where you sell directly to your audience. And there are all kinds of platforms online where you can sell stuff um, digitally to your audience. And it's just about figuring out what makes sense for you and your film and the part of the world that you live in. And,. the fees or, or the, the profit share on the platforms that you use, you know, or do you just put it directly on your website and sell your film that way? And then the other way that your film can earn money directly is through royalties. So I also mentioned earlier in the podcast that the film is available on Quelli TV. Quelli TV is a streaming site so think of Netflix, Amazon Prime, all of them but Quelli TV focuses specifically on content created by black uh, filmmakers and black people who are from Africa or the diaspora and um, we put up that film on Quelli TV at the end of 2020 and we started getting um royalties from that um in that last quarter of 2020 so that was also um a really pleasant surprise that um the film is actually being viewed and in the the case of Queli tv we're earning according to to watch time so you know like on youtube when youtubers talk about growing and and having engagement. And it's not just about how many views, but how long people stay watching your YouTube videos. So it's kind of the same with Kwele TV is how long are people staying watching our short film. And then that equates to the income that we earn in the form of royalties. So that those are the direct ways in which Um, our short film at least has earned money which is through the actual financing of the of the production it's through selling licensing fees and it's through earning royalties and then selling directly to our audience in the form of online sales or through an, an actual event with ticket sales so now I want to talk about the indirect ways That our short film has been able to make money and maybe that can also give you ideas for indirect ways in which you can um, earn income from your your uh, films and the first indirect way is through merchandise so at the actual premiere of three teaspoons of sugar we had t-shirts we had tote bags we had cups we had all kinds of merchandise which is available on our online store right now the link is in the description and the online store is hellopretty.co.za forward slash cablo studios and that's where you can get um, merchandise that is themed with three teaspoons of sugar artwork and uh, messaging and that kind of thing and um, on the actual day of the premiere we sold a lot of we sold a lot of t-shirts tote bags We had transparent cups that had like a lettering on them about sugar and healthy living and and healthy eating. So we sold those and we earned some revenue from, some profit actually from selling merchandise. The the other way that Three Teaspoons has been able to bring income into Cablo Studios indirectly is it's actually um, helped us to get new clients. And for this, it's it's more qualitative than quantitative. But what has happened is that when we tell people about three teaspoons of sugar and the festivals that it's gotten into, you know, Annecy, and um, uh, and all these other festivals, I just I brought up Annecy because it's the biggest one. But when we bring that up, it it uh, helps to legitimize what we do, and um, shows that we are like it. It has. Because we finished the product, we finished the short film, we proved that we can do this and it's getting attention internationally, it just gives the studio more credibility so that when a client um, decides to work with us, we've got evidence of um, work that we've done before and then it just gives them confidence that we're going to be able to do right by them and make a really good animation for them. Because that's what I, I observed last year when we we got a client who we had spoken to like a year before, and then they finally came around and um, said, "Hi, this is how we want to work with you. I really do believe it's because um, we shared three teaspoons with them and and the success of it, and I think it really helped to give us credibility um, so that's more of an indirect way in which the short film helped to make money for us So one other way that a short film can make money in. This is more like directly actually, now that I think about it, but it's to win prize money at these festivals and competitions. Um, for us, we've been nominated, we were nominated. we were a finalist, there we go. in the it's uh, in the Dragon Awards for the China International Conference for um, Science and Education Producers. So it's like a festival for people who make scientific films. Um, And we fit into like a medical category. So we didn't win a prize money there, but we did win a nomination. And then um, the prize that we actually did win was in 2019. We won a competition called the Gauteng Accelerator Program. And that wasn't just for three teaspoons only. It was for our overall business model. In creating a business that um, has a focus on medical animation, and and this whole competition was about innovating within different sectors within um, South African economy, and we were in like their medical category, and we won um, the we won the medical category because we used animation to educate the public um, about different diseases or devices or whatever it might be and so we won that competition and with it it came with prize money which helped to sustain the business um and have cash flow for us to be able to pay salaries etc and so uh, I wouldn't say that that was directly Three Teaspoons only. That was more for medical animation in general. But I can include that because Three Teaspoons is a medical film. So I guess I can include it in that way. But it's to say the, the competitions that you enter, the festivals that you enter, if they are the type that have uh, winnings, prize money, then that's also another way that you're short film can then earn money because you want a cash prize for it um yeah oh yes i wanted to to send a shout out to a mentor and friend of mine her name is comfort arthur she's the director of a short film called black barbie and a series called uh i'm, I'm stuck in ghana get me out of here <laughs> I think I think that's how the name goes. But anyway, she she adapted her short film Black Barbie and it's a, it's all about skin bleaching. She adapted it into a children's book which she's now promoting. And obviously she didn't ask me to to advertise this, but I just thought I would bring that in to say even your short film you can adapt it. Because a lot of the time when we watch Disney films and we watch these DreamWorks productions, Disney will make The Little Mermaid the feature film, they'll make the subsequent sequels, and then they'll make The Little Mermaid TV show, which is an adaptation. Or they'll do Frozen, they'll do Frozen, the movie Frozen 2, they'll do the Frozen short films, and then they'll even go as far as doing frozen children's books on top of every other frozen themed merchandise like I think I once saw a frozen band-aid and a frozen and obviously frozen lunch boxes and 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 all of that but it's to say even your short film can be adapted beyond the experience of watching the film as a film you could take that story and adapt it elsewhere and so I just you know just thinking broadly think about those ways in which you can milk your ip because that's what it is that's what your short film is an expression of your intellectual property and if you have been smart enough to retain ownership of that you can do whatever you want with it you can turn it into something else you can repurpose it you can make sequels um and that sort of thing yeah so today's episode was a quick one i just wanted to run through those thoughts because i just thought it's um a good idea to just answer that question plainly and simply and um for anyone who is thinking about whether their short film is going to be worthwhile in terms of like the financial gain from it it is it is possible to sell your short film I think for us at Cablo Studios, because our niche is medical animation, we've kind of found a space that is interested in the in our content. And of course, because now we're living in a COVID-19 world, um, which nobody anticipated, it means something different to have animated medical content that's educational. So for you, it's just about figuring out who wants to buy your 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 short film because there are people who are interested in the kind of stories content that you're you're creating that you're selling and it's just about finding those humans and selling it to them in a way that is easy for them to buy like it's easy for them to pay for it and um, it's where they would want to actually watch it you know So that's also what we're learning and figuring out is where do people want to watch our short films? Where do people watch short films? How do they pay for them? How can we make it so that we can facilitate that experience and make it um, even better moving forward so that it's not hard to find our films and buy them and watch them and pay for them? And it's a learning experience. So yeah, um, again... If you want to watch Three Teaspoons of Sugar, it's on Vimeo On Demand. All the links are where links go in podcasts. And um, it's also on Quelli TV. And soon it will be in other places, which I will announce in future episodes. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And look out for the next episode, which I'm so excited to uh, share with you guys. Because I got to interview a background designer and illustrator based in uh, the US in los angeles she works for warner brothers animation and i am just very excited for you guys to hear that it'll be the first interview on the podcast and um you know we are we are growing onward upward forwards (laughs) infinity and beyond so i'm very excited for you guys to hear her story and to listen to our conversation but until then um i am wishing you all the best make sure you keep wearing your mask stay safe and uh, have a happy day wherever you are in the world bye